Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Alex Grodnick, and this is Moving Up, a podcast about secrets to success, struggles along the way, and life in general. Today on the pod, Melissa Tokmak from Scale AI. What an awesome story today. Melissa grew up in a small village in Turkey, not speaking English, went to college at Stanford, then went to work for Facebook and Google before landing at scale. Her journey and what she's looking for now all ahead in this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. All right, Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me. Yes. So uh, you work at a very cool tech company in San Francisco. I'd love to go way back in your background. Did you always think you'd be working for a tech company? Did you think you'd start your own business, work for a huge company? Like what kind of person growing up were you and what, and what led you to where you are today? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great question. Not at all. I don't think I would do anything related to computers. I didn't even know that Silicon Valley existed at all when I was growing up. I am from Turkey and I you know, grew up in a tiny city, like more like a village in Turkey on the Mediterranean side. And my parents have not done anything related to tech in their lives there. Actually, we have a shop in our little town. They make perfumes and sell perfumes. So that's where I grew up. Um, I did not have a computer actually till high school. So I didn't know anything about computers, but, um, in high school, I was very interested in sciences, especially physics and math. And, you know, I got good at it. So I always thought in my life, I would study something related to that engineering, but definitely not computer engineering. Um, yeah. And then I ended up to be honest, very serendipitously in this field, uh, when I came to college and maybe that's a story for another day, very interesting way of ending up at Stanford, especially because no one in my town knew what Stanford was, uh, including myself. And when I finally made it though, I saw a flock of people making their way to a conference hall um, in my freshman year. And I'm like, why are people going this way, right? Uh, And I followed them, and that was an intro class, actually, for computer science. And I sat through the class, loved it. They make it really fun as well, the first class, and then stuck with it, you know? Right. Yeah, I think I've seen some of those uh, intro to computer science classes on YouTube and they're like giving away laptops and it's really exciting. Um, so Melissa, as you said, you didn't know about Stanford. Nobody in your small village, as you called it in Turkey, knew about Stanford. Like, how did you get to there? What, obviously you were, something set you apart. What do you think that, or what, what was that, that, uh, that got you there? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a great question. I always ask, uh, ask myself that too, because I think, when you end up in a place that is quite different than what you grew up with, 
you start wondering, especially as you get older, right? Like about that deep dive uh, into what motivates you and how it happened. Uh, I don't have a great answer, but I think an, an answer I was able to come up with, I think I grew up in a very loving family and they are full of love. Turkish culture is like that too about um, in families. And and we really connect with, you know, everything emotional and, and parentship and child being a child. But definitely they couldn't really help with a lot of the other things, including, you know, being able to give advice about school or even on the financial side, uh, unfortunately. But they were a very loving, they are a very loving family. And they always encouraged me to be myself. And if I had a crazy dream they really told me like, it's okay. Yeah, sure. Like, go ahead. Uh, let's try it out. Even though it might sound, you know, crazy and they think I can't do it. Uh, they never told me that. But the the more practical part of it is like, I started really wanting to leave the town for high school. Um, and I applied for boarding schools. And uh, in Turkey, you actually have this exam that you have to get into to go to a high school but I found a different high school that was for gifted students that really did their education based on experiences and experiments and reading. Uh, and I took their exams, was able to get in, made my way to a boarding school in Istanbul. It was very difficult for me at first. Like I didn't share it with a lot of people because, you know, I wanted this and I forced everyone so that I could go and study at the school with scholarship. Um, even though, you know, they didn't want me to leave home, obviously. And I got used to it after months of crying, but finally I made it and I loved it. I loved those relationships. I loved that style of learning. And then on the whole way, it was also a school uh, that teaches you English. So I didn't learn English before high school. Um, and there is like one year where you do an English-based education to be able to really learn the classes in English after the first year. And I was in the last class, like genuinely, I had no, uh, no English. And from there, very serendipitously heard the name Stanford on the hallway from one of the seniors. And she was applying uh, to Stanford. And I was like, what is that? So I looked it up and like the school and it computer and it looked really beautiful and pretty and I was like whoa this is great let's try to get there and I applied for summer schools because I was thinking in my mind you know I need to go get out of this like here where English is not spoken day to day to learn English um, and went to some summer schools was able to get scholarship was able to find you know a sponsor to also get my flight tickets like I sent these emails to every person I could guess their emails from. And finally, somebody sponsored me and I was able to make it to Stanford for that summer. And that was just magical for me. And I was just like, I need to end up here, right? I, I looked at all those palm trees and people trying to listen to my ideas. And from there, like everything really in life for me became, okay, how can I get closer? I figured out afterwards that it's obviously hard to get in. I didn't know that in the beginning. And after that, left Turkey, actually, to study the last two years of high school in India, in United World Colleges, to get more like world experience, definitely improve my language because my English was not good. Um, and that was also a beautiful experience where I was able to show the necessary things, right, like through in the application process uh, that I could come in and the last year I applied and ended up at Stanford. <laughs> wow. 
What a story. And Melissa, I mean, whatever your, the uh, you know, emotional intelligence that your parents and family and upbringing were able to instill in you, clearly it, uh, it worked out. Definitely. I mean, they really supported, you know, like it starts with the fact that saying if someone has dreams and have really ambitions about themselves, you don't want to put that down. Right. They really supported that, even though like in practic practically, like they can't really do anything about it. But it was just that fire that keeps burning in you that you want to always go to the next step. And I think it also helped that like, as I said, we're a very connected, loving family, but I definitely saw a future, right, that, like, I could end up in uh, if I didn't take different steps. And that really um, encouraged me, right, to be able to take a different step about school, about being fearless to move, go to different countries, um, etc. And definitely it's a combination of that love, but also at the same time, trying to avoid a a future where I also had various troubles, right? Like I want to be, and I wanted to really end up in a place where I can help my family's uh, later years. Like, at, you know, the, when they become a bit older, like I want them to have a great life and very comfortable life. And that really pushed me, you know, like I want to be the one in the family to give that. Yeah. I mean, so you, okay. So you have an incredible amount of inner motivation and you're able to go, um, actually capitalize this out in the world. So that's amazing. Lots of people have tons of motivations. They're not always able to bring those to fruition. So amazing. So you get to Stanford, you're learning English and computer science. What are you thinking at this point? Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, I always loved startups. Obviously I got to learn a lot about it in Silicon Valley. I would say Stanford was the right choice for me because I was very entrepreneurial when I, I was growing up. Like I was that kid in our shop. Like I would die so that, you know, I would be dying so that they leave for a few hours and I would be the one to sell the stuff in the shop, you know? Oh, do you really need not need a bathroom break? I think you should go like have a, have some food and I can be the one in the shop, you know, to make all these sales. Um, it, it was really that way in my childhood. And when I came in, I saw that an extra in Silicon Valley, if you're young and if you have ideas, everybody wants to listen to them. That's not a thing in the world, you know, like world, I think cares a lot more about experience normally, but here it was a beautiful environment that really encouraged that. I would say I definitely spent more time meeting people, talking about ideas and prototyping stuff than my classes, genuinely. And, um, but what happened is the last year of uh, school, I actually even tried to, you know, like worked on various startup ideas, but I was really worried, uh, you know, about being able to stay in the U.S. So in that decision, I picked a big company. And even in that decision, when I picked a big company to, uh, to go to, I really tried to make sure, is it a team in the big company that clearly results matter? So the environment will be more startup-like, really intense, and people will have to produce and really learn from each other and push each other. That was really the case for me when I started at Facebook, worked on the monetization team, and it was truly that, that spirit in the air, right? Like, can we think about ideas like ship, how to think about it, how can we do the um, like right decisions, talk to users? That was great but something was still itching. It's not enough. So um, for me, that's when I left, right? I was looking at, at that point, I also felt secure enough. Okay, you know what? I figured out some of these other um, elements in my life that will help me be an entrepreneur here. 
and uh, looked at various startups and um, was looking at various startups. Scale, actually, I was not introduced in a recruiting capacity, but originally met um, Alex, our CEO, um, via an, an investor, actually, to just talk about the industry. I think he was really looking into uh, various applications of machine learning. And at the time, I was working on a specific use case that he was really interested in. So we really started our conversation as brainstorming about different ideas and, you know, machine learning, how it can be applied today, really hit it off. And he called me a few weeks after and said, I have a great role uh, for you. Can I pitch this role? And I was really intrigued because I think he's someone I really respect in life. And, and he nailed my motivations in that pitch. Like he touched upon everything, which, is a, which has been a great lesson for me when I'm hiring people. How can you get to know people that will really intrigue them in that role and the, the process of working with you? And of course, that was like one side. When you look at scale, you mentioned it yourself. It's really where things happen today in machine learning, in real applications of machine learning, how to enable not only ourselves, but every company to bring this technology in their use cases. That was very exciting to me. I, after that, I moved within two weeks and I've been here since. Wow. Um, and I mean, just what strikes me is just how authentic your initial interaction was. You weren't looking for a job. You weren't out there saying, Hey, like, what can you do for me today? It's like, Hey, I'm interested in the same thing you're interested in. Let's connect and chat. And who knows where uh, the opportunity in the universe will take us from there. And I find that like that authentic way of talking to people and networking and like genuinely like asking questions and being curious and interested. That's what always wins out over just like looking, you know, emailing people, Hey, can I have a job? I'm interested in like that, that stuff's much, much harder when you're, you're treating it as transactional. And like, you know, in the very beginning, it seems, oh, I don't, I don't have a job I want. I need to make this transactional. But it's like the longer term game that you were pursuing where you like forge real relationships with, with people. Exactly. And I think it's good for both sides, you know, because from the candidate perspective too, like if, if things start with genuine curiosity and that relationship, you get to see a very real picture of what life would be like too. And when you're joining a place, you want to you want to know everything. You want to know the good, the bad, the ugly, and you want to come into that place ready. Like you're excited to tackle all of that. And that, um, you know, sentiment really gets built when you start talking to people genuinely about your interests and without, you know, like directly recruitment in mind. Sometimes it can start that way too, but I have seen in my, um, you know, in my experience, like it, it has been the best way really forward. And especially in today's world, like when everyone is so open to these ideas in the tech world, especially these conversations are genuinely easy to start, you know, like you don't even in today's world have to leave your home with it, right? Like I kind of met people before in real life, but today you can do it. There are various groups on, you know, their Slack channels about topics and industries. There are people, you know, I, I you know, started talking to a few people on Twitter randomly and then ended up hiring them. So it, it, this happens everywhere today. You just have to create that community, your community, and don't wait around for someone to create it. You can do it if it doesn't exist, right? And start talking about um, those ideas and how you can improve the field or build something new together. 
Yeah, I love it. So Melissa, I'd love to hear more about your company scale and what it does and, and, and what you do there and how your role has evolved over time. Of course. So scale is a machine learning infrastructure company. So in, in, a, uh, you know, in just a general term, you can think about it as how can we help everyone to do machine learning and actually operationalize it in the use cases they care about today. So in our world, even though we talk about machine learning a lot when it comes to, you know, driverless cars or AGI, like this robot was going to take over the world. It's, it's actually quite difficult to be able to operationalize it for all these companies that are helping us live our life day to day in, in real world, right? So what Scale does with its products is how can we enable them to do this faster and help them get the accuracy, the efficiency, and the real machine learning um, be working in real life. So when I started, I actually started as our CEO's chief of staff. And that's a very loaded term because I feel like in, in these days, like everything can be called that uh, chief of staff. So it's very important to define it, what you, if you ever want to go in that path and define it, what you're going to be doing exactly and, and what kind of areas you're interested in and what kind of scope you're going to be having in my world, that role meant how can you be anything that the company needs at that time, similar to the CEO, right? Like that meant, right, I built new products. I have supported a lot of product people, engineering people. I have gone and did sales. Like I closed contracts. I don't, I'm a computer science major. I have zero sales experience. Um, and as part of that, the biggest thing was I built our government business units uh, during my time as chief of staff. And after that, I actually transitioned. I loved this job of building new business units, new products, like go ahead and tackle new industries. And about a year ago, built our document AI function, the business unit that is actually building the machine learning models themselves so that others can use it. And we really help from financial services to logistics and healthcare government to use this technology in today's world and not rely on any of those outdated rule-based systems and actually get the efficiency today. Wow. Amazing stuff. Pretty fun to hear about. So uh, two more questions, Melissa. The first one is what's the future Hold for you? Where do you go from here? Are you um, going to start your own business someday? Are you content here? And like, you know, where do you see, where, where are your goals now? Yeah, of course. Well, today's um, definitely priority is to continue growing this business. You know, right? I'm really learning a lot as well. You can tell that our audience won't be able to see my face, but you can. And then I, I'm quite young and there's a lot of learning in building this business unit, especially starting with how do you build an organization that can continue to grow itself and be better, right? Without you trying to intervene in everything. And I love that. I love that systems thinking. And I really want to make that um, extremely robust, right? This is a very business unit that I have opened a year ago. So we have a long way to go and to hiring, right? That's like it, extremely important. How can you hire across different functions today? I'm hiring in engineering and machine learning, sales, marketing across the board. And how can you make sure you build the best teams possible? And you might imagine why I really care about these because yes, like my ultimate life goal is to start my own business. And I actually was going to do that 
before joining Scale, but when I met the company, the people, and especially Alex, and I'm like, that is totally worth to put the stream off a little bit and be around these people who make me better every day and every second. But that's definitely an ultimate goal of me. And I'm glad that I have a job that every day I spend here, the things I have to do anyways in my job is preparing me to be a better founder. Yeah, it sounds like you're learning quite a bit. And you know, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing, not how much you make or just learning and growing and, and evolving, getting better every single day. So uh, Melissa, last question around advice for someone early in their career trying to find what they're meant to be doing in the universe. And similar to how you were making that decision of should I leave you know, Facebook and Google and start my own business or go to scale. You know, if there's any insights that you can share from your journey that, you know, potentially could be helpful to someone just a little earlier on, um, on their journey. Yeah, of course. Like I won't say, you know, go do this definitely because I know sometimes in people's lives, like there are various circumstances there were in mind that definitely make it very difficult if someone just says, you know, oh, go do X, go do startup, et cetera. So like you have to know your situations and think about it. But if you if you advise on how to think about it, wherever that place is, a big company, a smaller company, your own startup, number one, like you should really care about being at a place where there are awesome other people, like to a degree that you feel lucky to work with them because that's how you learn, right? Like you're going to see these people who absolutely push themselves uh, to the limit and you want to be like that. And you, you want to feel that, that energy. And that's, you cannot find that energy. You know, like if you miss it, you can't find that energy, go find it. And you'll feel that, right? Something you'll feel from these people that you meet, meet. That's one. Number two, it's being in a place that will let you do it, that will let you be thrown into the fire and figure it out, get that experience, go like, you know, sometimes it will feel painful, obviously, and sometimes you'll, you know what, you can't get everything right 100% of the time, there will be some failure, but a place that can take, see that potential and let you do it. That's very important, right? You're not just there to learn by just looking, you want to get it done and figure it out, even if you have no idea how to do that task in the beginning. That's very important. And finally, it would be, you know, you know, the macro trends, like, you know, where the general industry is going, going, the world is going about the people's needs going, think about those fields, and really try to be in a field where there's growth, right? Because genuinely, we need it, right? Like the people need it, companies need it, the world needs it. So I think a combination of these three, wherever you are, should be able to put you in a great spot. Yeah, that is fascinating and really, really, really uh, well said. So Melissa, you mentioned your hiring and finding great teams. How can people discover these roles and you and you know hear, hear more about this? Perfect. Uh, I love this section. Uh, come to scale.com. First of all, we have a careers page that talks about all the role that's open and you can uh, directly come in and apply. But at the same time, I want people to be able to reach out to me. I'm hiring across the board too, or even just the chat. It's Melissa at scale.com. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter in any way. Um, that's fine. So that's how you can find me. So great. Um, and this whole conversation was great, inspiring, and really just delightful speaking with you. Thank you again for doing it, Melissa. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you, Alex. And I really enjoyed the conversation too. 
Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you liked it. If you did, tell your friends and leave us a review. Thanks.